the rich. You and I just pay the rent. They sell endless war, endless fear, endless destruction, but the end is near. No matter how many crimes they commit, name liberty is born like a phoenix in the flame. Podcast. This is Chris Jansen. I'm excited to see you folks this week. Thanks for coming to the End Evil Podcast. The End Evil Podcast is dedicated to truth and freedom and helping people to understand natural law. This podcast was dedicated to the book, The End of All Evil, by Jeremy Locke. And I discovered the book through the podcast, whatonearthishappening.com. Um, Mark Passio's work has been a big influence on me and helped give me the inspiration to speak out to other people and start working towards freedom. And the future for humanity is very important that we begin to work on this huge project of ending evil because evil is the prevalent force around us and it's getting stronger. Now, from Jeremy Locke's point of view, Evil is weakening in time, and it's dying. But it's still up to us to make this decision in our time to make a difference and to stop the stealing and the murdering and all the bad things that are going on, most of which revolve around people believing in the religion of authority. And that's one of the main things we can do to make a difference in this world is to help people to understand natural law and that the things we do matter and that we're here for a purpose. So this week, I'm working on trying to help inspire folks. I've been starting this series. Oh, and uh, if you want to download the book, The End of All Evil, you can download that on the New Earth University. It's a free PDF. I highly recommend the book. If you haven't read it, it's a quick read, and it has a lot of good information in it. I also wanted to talk before I get into this week's episode about a great experience I've had through uh, what's called autonomy, which is something put together by Richard Grove. I discovered Richard Grove myself many years ago on the Peace Revolution podcast, which is a great podcast with a lot of information packed into it. But autonomy is a great place to meet other freedom-minded individuals who are working on making a difference in their um, in their world too, and who are um, trying to start working as entrepreneurs and free themselves from the chains of our societal structure, which puts us all in a state of wage slavery. Now, if you are interested in signing up for autonomy, um, that's a big step, but it's something that can make a big difference in your life. It's 12 weeks of lectures. 
it's a huge network of people and there's a lot to it there's a lot more than that there's so much education and learning that can take place there uh, I can't even describe it all but um, you know it goes way beyond just the 12 weeks of learning that once you're autonomy student you're autonomy student um, as long as as long as it keeps going which hopefully is <laughs> the rest of our lives because it it's been an awesome thing for me it's been an addition to my life and I'm, I'm learning a lot there and meeting a lot of really cool people so I wanted to recommend it to you folks and I'll show you here's my website and evil.life I made a quick little video to show you how to navigate and find things if you just click on any episode there's a little sidebar that says resources and right on the top bar there is the first window you can click on to go to autonomy you can check out the one great work network but I also wanted to show you this which is the complete guide to forming communities this is something I'm working with some local folks in my area you can download the art of urban survival from this website and um, listen to what Stefan Verstappen has to say about forming a community. We're all going to need each other and communities to get through the coming problems in our world. So those are the little advertisements I wanted to take care of before the show. And now let's get into the presentation for this week. As I was beginning to say, I've been working on a series that is called Find Your... Um, <laughs> is about finding your inner hero and working towards being better versions of ourselves. We need to, all of us work together, those of us that are awake and aware of what's going on in the world, and strengthen ourselves, and strengthen our will, and step, step things up. Because as you can see, the authority in this world is definitely stepping things up. It started with the lockdowns and the quarantines and the pandemic, and trying to teach everybody not to get close to one another and this is all this process that has been going on for many generations of leading humanity in this poor direction of becoming servile and being under control under mind control government is not working for us folks we need to change our direction and the only way we're going to do that is by empowering ourselves individually and by empowering ourselves individually and growing stronger with our our physical self, our mental self, and our spiritual self will also be able to help those around us and will help people be able to understand and see natural law because it's all around us, it's everything we do. And part of that is the understanding of everything we do matters and we are here for a purpose. So I chose this week the title for this presentation, Initiation, because this is the path forward we need to work with each other on teaching ourselves and teaching each other how to find that inspiration to take the initiative and work through the dark parts of ourselves so that we can be uh, a glowing light for others to find freedom and to understand natural law. I, uh, subtitle for this presentation is The Valley of the Shadow of Death. I did a podcast quite a while back that was called the dark journey and in there I described that you know the journey in the soul the journey in ourselves is not an easy path to uh, become a better version of ourselves we have to face our shadow we have to face our dark side we have to look at the things that are challenges that have created 
um, who we are. And if you think of every story of a hero, every heroic story, every hero has to go through a process of facing some sort of trauma, and, and that's what pushes them to go to that ne- next level and to become a hero. So I'm going to share with you some fun clips today uh, about that process. Here's my first one from the movie The Matrix. the real world, he says, as Neo's pulled from the water. There was some very interesting symbology in this movie. When you first see Neo born into his own body, which is like us being reborn into our own body when we come to great realizations, you find him floating in this water. And, you know, there's so much symbolism in the pictures that as he's flushed down this tube, you know, much like when we're born, when we come out of the womb, you know, we come through this tube out into this real world, out into the light. It's a very painful experience for the mother giving birth, and it's a it's a traumatic experience being born. And it's the same way being becoming reborn, and that I think is what the symbology is in the movie The Matrix. It's coming to re-realize reality, and it's what all of us as humans need to do in this world And it's what so many people, the journey many people have not begun. I also like the symbology as he fell from the tube into the water that he was pulled with this crane and the door opened. He went into the light. And then that's when, um, that's when he's told welcome home by Morpheus. For some reason I blanked out on the word Morpheus. And this is the choice that we're given here in life at this moment with all these crazy things going on around us. This is our opportunity to choose freedom or slavery because that's really the crux of the matter. 
And that is really the big realization that we all need to come to, that this world is on lockdown by the systems of authority, by the systems of immoral so-called justice that are ruling our land. The average person around us totally believes and thinks that it's okay for police to do what they do, that it's okay for military to do what they do, that it's okay for politicians to do what they do. For one human to own another human is slavery. For any human to tell any other human what they should put in their body or on their body is is a claim of ownership on that person's body. And this is the crux of the issue and the problem in the world. And it's really where all of us need to put our focus. Until this problem is solved, all other problems pale in comparison to the main problem of freedom or slavery. So this is the dark path that many of us need to awaken to, that this is a real problem, this is a war that's destroying us. And until we solve this problem, and we are all working together on this problem, we're going to continue to be on lockdown and slavery, and things are going to get worse for us physically because of the principle of how this works. So the real question is, what do we do about it? What can we do about it? And that's what I'm working on right now, is to help you find your inner hero, the hero within. We all have a hero within. We're all here for a reason. And when we discover our true purpose, we become stronger human beings. We come fortified with purpose. Then we know what to do with our time. We're not in a state of confusion. And so I'm going to give you some inspiration, some tips and hints hints on how to do that. And I'm going to be working on it myself. And I would appreciate those of you who are watching this or those of you who are out there and discovering this video that communicate with me, communicate with other people like me. We need to build our community and grow our tribe of freedom lovers and show other people what we can do with this knowledge of the importance of freedom. So ask yourself, what does make a hero? How do we become a hero in other people's eyes around us. Are we going to do that by sitting at home tonight just watching the television? Or are we going to do that by putting our creative energy into the world and doing things that help other people to understand what's really going on? Because it's dangerous. Slavery is a very dangerous situation. It's not something to be taken lightly. We need to keep reminding each other and ourselves that there is a war going on and that we need to become warriors and prepare physically for what's coming and prepare mentally for what to do about it. And we need to be prepared spiritually. Ultimately, is the only way to defeat evil is to say no to evil because all aspects of, of evil are forms of stealing, just taking away things from people. And really that's a choice that we all make in our everyday actions and the little things we do. Here's another little clip I'm going to share with you from the Marvel series about uh, the Wolverine. Interesting here, as you see this clip, notice some of the similarities between the Matrix clip and this one. Oops. Past it, my bad. 
heart rate rising. Adamantium reservoir is depleted. No rejection. Procedure completed. We did it. We did it. Yes. We're taking him to the island. The island? No. Bonding works. We'll use his DNA for the 11. Erase his memory. Erase his memory. it was pretty amazing how in both of these clips we have the symbolism of water both both cases uh, Neo and Wolverine find themselves laying in this vat of water all connected to machines see this is symbolic of the situation we're at in the world as the ruling class those who have been seeking for generations to bring about this technocratic ownership of people are working towards combining humans with machines. And this is happening to us in so many ways through through all the developments of technology. Not to say that all technology is evil, but it obviously can be used in a warped way as we see in these movies. The symbolism is showing us that the powers that be, the people with the power in the situation, are putting the regular human beings like you and I into these experiment situations, trapping them in these chambers connecting them to these wires and sucking their life energy to be used for the purposes of these deep state government plans or these um, world owned by computers, you know, as in the Matrix. And in both cases, we see Neo and we see Wolverine um, escaping from their bonds. Basically, this symbolizes us realizing that we can be free and that we own our own body. And in both cases, they escape falling through this tunnel of water, you know, which, which again, that symbolizes the rebirth that we're all going through as we come to this realization into this difficult world, a scary world, you know. Wolverine comes out naked, you know, into the world, and he's looking at what have they done to me? You know, what, what have they been doing to me? And I very much empathize with, with the... Um, images shown in this movie because this was much my experience as I came to realize after going down many paths of conspiratorial research finally coming to realize that really the main problem going on around us, what's going on in the world is that we're owned we've allowed ourselves to be trapped and owned by people we don't know, maybe machines in many cases 
and on that, it occurred to me even as a kid how often we would go into a store or a place and somebody would say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. There's something wrong with my computer. And even as a young man, I was asking, who's in charge here, the people or the computers? Because so often people can't do anything when their computer's not working in a business place. They're, um, they're trapped by the computers. But all of us are, in so many ways, have become so dependent on these devices, from our cell phones to our computers, to all the devices we use in our household. And this is part of the greater trap that we're in. We have to keep working to earn the money to pay for these things and pay the taxes for the money just to have the money. You know, that, that the money itself is owned by the authority, the bankers of the world, the banking cult, the, the, the smaller than 1%, you know, of the, of this world that, that own all these things and that are trying to own all these people as we begin to understand that they are using this technology to mind control us and to put these thoughts into our head. But when we, when we understand, like I showed, that really what this all about, our experience here at this point, is about freedom or slavery, we begin to see through. We can understand the symbolism in these movies, and we can understand what needs to be done, is that we need to take the initiative and start making a difference. And the best way to do that is to start on an individual level. One of the people that I really learned this from was Mark Passio, and here is Mark talking a little bit about initiation. Um, this is slide is a little bit quiet, but you can read what it says there, the five steps of occult initiation. I'll go ahead and play that for you. Five-fold process, a five-step process. Stop lying, especially to yourself. That's number one. Stop dreaming. Stop imagining the world to be some other way than it actually is. Accept it from where it is and then work to change it from there. Don't engage in cognitive dissonance. We have to disengage cognitive dissonance, which is believing two contradictory things simultaneously. Learn how to think. The actual process of truth discovery methodologies that were practiced as part of classical liberal arts education in the ancient world and that were given to the mystery tradition initiates in occult practices. Live in the true present moment in the here and now and bring that knowledge into the here and now on the earth to create the change that we want to see. And then activate the physical body because we will most certainly need to. So Mark's slide helps us understand the first step is a very simple thing that we need to do. And that is to stop lying to yourself. And it's an easy thing to say, oh, I'm going to stop lying to myself. But we all do it in so many ways. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. We have to give this some thought. Which things are we lying to ourselves about? Many of these lies that are being told in our society have been told so long, that's why it's such a difficult realization to come to. Like Neo waking up and realizing that all this time, his whole life, he's been living inside of a computer program and his body's just been sitting in here connected to these wires. This is like the situation all of us humans are, are in. And if you're beginning to understand that slavery is the problem in the world, 
that people don't understand objective morality, that natural law is the reality that we're living in. It takes quite some time to wake up to that reality. And people around us are not going to wake up easily. You can you can yell at them, you can shake them, and they're still going to be caught up in all these lies because there's so many lies abundant in our environment from the time we go to school. You know, thousands of hours we spend sitting in these classrooms being indoctrinated by people that teach that it's okay to control other human beings and it's okay to force and coerce people into doing things. And though even people in various religions who know it's wrong to steal, who know it's wrong to lie, who know it's wrong to kill, will condone the killing of other people and these lying of politicians. And they'll go in there and vote for lying politicians. They're going to send their children to wars, which are obvious killing, and which is evil. You should never go kill people just because someone tells you to. We need to understand that the only time for killing is self-defense. And then it's okay because someone is infringing upon our right. But we need to be able to decide that on an individual level because that's the gift that's been given to us as beings, as intelligent beings on this earth. So one way to discover these lies, and trust me, all of us have more learning to do on this subject, is to think about subjects that give you an emotional reaction. When someone says something that makes you start getting mad or frustrated and you feel your cheeks warming up, this is a good time to analyze why are you getting frustrated? What are you angry about? Most times, more often than not, if you being feel yourself being triggered and having an emotional reaction, it's often because there's something you need to work on there. You need to deal with the things you've been avoiding in your life. And that's relationships. That's past mistakes, things you've done. That's looking at what type of work you're doing and what you're doing with your time and changing your habits. Again, these aren't things that are done overnight. This is a long, difficult path. That's why I call it a dark journey. Often when you're on a journey, even if you're on a journey you're excited about, there's going to be dark places in the road. There's going to be twists and turns. Things are going to go wrong. But it's a good path to be on if you're doing it consciously. And that's the key here to discovering the lies that we've we've told ourselves and to think about the stories we tell ourselves in our own head. And then when we work on that, it'll give us leverage moving forward, consciousness to understand what needs to be done next. There's a voice within each of us, our inner voice, and that voice will help us find our purpose and that voice will help us find what needs to be done. And one way I would recommend to learn know what's going on deep inside of yourself is to analyze the reactions you're having, the emotional reactions and which things you're having reactions to. Do they make sense? Why are you having those reactions? The more you understand that on a deep level, the more you will understand the work that you have to do moving forward. Okay, so the next step is to stop dreaming. And by stop dreaming, I don't mean don't set goals. I don't mean don't have aspirations and plans. It's good to have aspirations and plans and hopes. But what I mean by stop dreaming is don't live in a fantasy land. Many of us tend to do that. We live on, we, we're living in this sort of dream world where we can just come home and turn on this giant screen and let ourselves disappear into, into some fantasy land movie 
or sitcom or so-called reality show. But more often than not, than not this is just wasting our time to um, amuse ourselves. And our society has a myriad ways to amuse yourself and distract yourself. That's why these uh, dark occultists pump so much money into the entertainment industry and the and the news industry because they keep people watching like a circus. Think about the sports that people get caught up in, just watching other people play sports and um, thinking that this is a worthwhile thing to be doing with your time. When there's human beings on this planet, um, literally in chains in, in other parts of the world, literally at the point of a gun, people that are don't even have aren't even able to make their own choices what they do with their own body. And here we are sitting back, eating popcorn, watching silly games. We have work to do in this world. We need to be working on freedom. There's a lot that can be done. I'm here today to help inspire you to move forward in that process. So stop lying and stop dreaming. Another important aspect is to turn off the dissonance in our minds. It's one thing to be able to work on a problem, and I think it's important to be able to hold two different ideas, opposing ideas in your mind, and to think about something difficult. But it's a whole other thing to be tuned into two different radio stations. As you'll see the pictures I have displayed here, you have two different sets of speakers and two different sets of hi-fi set to two different channels. And this is often what's going on in people's heads when they're believing one thing that's not true or they believe themselves to be a good person and yet they're doing terrible things, as in the case of people that think they're heroes for working for authority and signing themselves over to governments to be soldiers. soldiers. In a state of dissonance, you can convince yourself to do all kinds of terrible things. So it's important for us to learn to recognize the many different ways that we are tuned into two whole different channels and our brains thinking that two completely different things, opposing things, can be true, which can never work. We can only tune in and focus in one channel at a time. And that's why I started this show with explaining the importance of the channel that we need to be on, which is freedom or slavery, which is also understanding of natural law, that the things we do matter. Saying no is important when authority is threatening us, when an authority is threatening other human beings. It's important for us to stand up for freedom, just for freedom itself. And until we're on that channel, we're going to be facing all kinds of problems. So find the places in your own mind where there's dissonance, where you're disagreeing with yourself, and those are the areas that you can work on. One um, tip I can give something that I've found to work for myself for many years, is when you do get stuck on a problem and you find yourself having a disagreement in your mind with two different opposing ideas, is to ask your inner self the question of what is right. And your inner self will give you an answer if you listen. Give yourself one to three days to let it really soak in. And in different ways in your life, you will find the answers. This is part of what we are as beings in this world is that we have access to the universal unconsciousness. It's all around us. This whole world has been here for thousands of years and all experience and human experience has 
been through all these problems over and over. The great mind, the great all does know the answers. It exists. Whatever you're seeking, there is an answer. So often we face um, our problems. We verbalize our problems to ourselves, to our mind. We can meditate on them and be patient and the answers will arise. One of the main ways I see people thinking a dissonant in, in dissonance is the evil work that goes around us. It's thinking that harmful behavior is good behavior. Any type of coercion, stealing, or lying is evil work. If your job involves evil work, that's a very difficult process to get yourself extricate yourself from the situation to find a different kind of work that's not evil. I know that can't be done overnight. If you're supporting a family and supporting yourself, you got to pay for the bills. Yet, if you know what you're doing on a day-to-day basis involves coercing other people, if or it involves lying, or if it involves stealing, or coercing, making people do things, controlling other people's actions, trying to force people to do things, you need to start finding another way to make to make your um, bills. So that's a simple easy one to start working on if, if that's one of your problems. Each of us face different difficulties in that way. But the way we want to be facing our life is with a clear head and with clear thoughts, feeling focused, and um, we also seek simplicity. We all do. And this the allure of these things can lead people into making mistakes. For instance... You know, when you're 18, 19 years old and you're in your school indoctrination camp and this guy shows up in a fancy costume with medals on it and tells you how great the Navy is or the Army and um, all you have to do is sign here and you're going to get money and you're going to get a college education. You know, it's so easy. And for many people, they're looking for a clear head and clear thoughts and focus and simplicity And so it's easy to just follow a path that someone else gives you. All you have to do is go vote. And then, you know, we're going to make the world better for you. All you have to do is stand in this line and get this shot. And and you'll never get sick. You know, these are are people giving up on having their own choice, but allowing other people to make choices for them. So even though we all seek focus, simplicity, clear thoughts, and a clear head, it's important to understand that we have to go through a process of not having these, these things sometimes as we're on our dark journey, as we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death to discover the ways that we've been thinking incorrectly. And sometimes we have to fight through some dissonance and some self-argument to find on the other side, again, the focus, clear head, and clear thoughts that we're looking for. And when we're on the path towards freedom and we're becoming a hero that inspires other people around us, we'll know very clearly that we're on the right path. And um, not like there's going to stop being challenges. There's always going to be more challenges. Each time you, just like a video game, each time you reach a new level, there's there's a new boss you have to fight. And so that is the path we're on as human beings in this existence on this planet. But it requires effort and willpower to move forward. But as the old saying goes, the biblical saying, seek and you shall find. The information is all out there. 
we've already reached the Armageddon point in our world where, you know, all the information's out there now. We have the internet. We have the dark web. We have all these books. If you think about it this way, there's more books than there's ever been in history because there's an accumulation of all this writing through all the time leading up to now. So we have, right now we're at a very important moment in time where we have an incredible vast amount of resources in terms of information that can be discovered. So what is it that's holding you back from being the person you want to be, from understanding reality the way you need to understand it? All the answers are out there, but it takes hard work to find them. And if you seek those answers, you will find them. So I encourage you to not give up, to not feel frustrated, even when it seems like you're outnumbered, even when it seems like you're totally overwhelmed. That's when we do our hardest work, and that's when we become our own hero, when we fight through those difficulties. So what are the daily difficulties, the day-to-day challenges we all face? You know, we, we all have to get food in our body to keep moving the next day. You know, that's our energy. We have to pay our rent or the bills. We have to take care of, many of us have kids that need to be taken care of, family members. We have a job to get to. Many of us have to get up every day and go to the job. And then we got our body. We got physical problems. You know, we got to keep our health up. We got to keep ourselves strong, do some kind of exercise. And we got our household. Again, like I said, all these technological, you know, things that are supposed to save us time also cost us time. We have to keep, you know, running the dishes in the dishwasher and doing the laundry and keeping up on cleaning. All these things add up. These are all the stresses that we face on day-to-day challenges, the things that people make, make people throw up their arms and say there's just too much to do. Then we got other people to deal with, other problematic people. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's someone you work with. Maybe it's someone on the computer that's driving you crazy. We got these world problems, you know, and many of the world problems that are being advertised on the news, that are being advertised on social media, aren't the actual problems that really matter, like I said in the beginning, like freedom or slavery. But they're going to convince you that the real world problems are social credits or um, green points or something. Or, um, you know, who's the next ruler that we need to put in charge? And then we have the whole universe. You know, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing? So how do we deal with these bigger problems of the whole universe when we're so distracted day to day by all these challenges that keep us kind of strapped, you know, and feeling overwhelmed? Well, we have to start getting ahead of these problems and pushing as hard as we can to find what space we can to create the life that we want to live, to create the future for our children that we want them to have. Do we want our children to be born into a world of slavery and their children to be born into a world of slavery? Or do we want to set up a situation where our grandchildren have an opportunity to turn the tide? That's going to require transcending some of these day-to-day challenges and finding some space in our day to work on the one great work to work on understanding how natural law affects you in your day-to-day life, to work on helping other people to understand that that's what's going on around us, that the things we do matter. So here's some questions to ask yourself as you're working on this journey. What is it that you want from your life? 
What do you expect for your future? Many of us live, like I talked about when we were, when we talked about stop dreaming. Many of us live with this, these expectations for the future. We see ourselves ending up in a certain place or having a certain amount of money or living in a certain type of home. But is that what's really important? What are your expectations? How long has it been since you analyzed what it is you're really working for and what you really care about? What is it that you expect the universe to bring to you in the future? And what have you been giving to others? What have you been giving to all? How often does your mind consider what's more important for everybody? Or how often are you concentrated on what it is that you want and that w- how you feel in this moment? And what's going to make you feel better today or tomorrow? And how often do you think about, you know, what's more important for all of people or all of humanity? Or what's important for principle itself? I like to point out to folks that, you know, often when you ask people what's most important in life, many people will say their family, but often what people say is success or happiness. And it's important, I think, to recognize that Success and happiness aren't things that are easily measurable, for one thing. And it's not like a destination where you just wind up there. You know, you work for 40, 50 years, and you wind up in this big fancy house, and you have a road made of gold, and you're like, here I am, happiness, this is it. You know, that's just not how life works. Even if you have all the things in the world, you can still be unhappy and depressed. So what is it that you really want? And how do you expect to get it? These are important questions that will help lead you towards understanding yourself and understanding the dissonance in your own mind. If you're having hopes and dreams and expectations for things that are unrealistic that can't be satisfied, like just happiness itself, you're going to be continually disappointed. Happiness is something you'll receive when you do things that are good, when you do things that make yourself and others feel good, when you do things that are in alignment with the principles that you believe in. That will bring moments of happiness and joy and you'll experience bliss but that's not the goal that is just something that comes with working towards goals working towards the goal of doing how about working towards the goal of doing what's right or doing what's best for everyone when you look back from your deathbed are you going to be proud of the time you've spent here and what you did with your time So if there's a lot of things that you see going on in your life that you don't like, ask yourself, why don't you change? Why don't you change your actions? Why don't you change your habits? Why don't you change your rituals? Well, here's what most people will tell you. We have a long list of justifications. And here's some of the justifications that we tell ourselves. I don't have time. You know, uh, my childhood was really tough. I have all this trauma to deal with. I don't have enough money. You know, I don't have enough money to help people. I don't have enough money to make a difference in the world. I don't have any support. I'm all alone. I have these physical problems. They they inhibit me from from doing anything. I'm I'm totally stuck because I have mental problems. You know, my family and friends don't believe me and support me. I can't do it alone. You know, and no one cares anyway, so what's the difference? It's too late. Things have already gone to hell. Things have already gone to shit. It's too late. There's nothing we can do. Nothing matters anyway. That's justifications. And there's many, many more. And we all know them. 
because we say them in our own head all the time. Why don't we do something better with our time? Why don't we work harder? Why don't we put more time and energy into what really matters and what's really important? Well, because we have a lot of justifications and we're very used to and accustomed to a life of comfort and allowing other people to take care of things for us. The truth is that to become a hero, to become an individual who is um, self-sustaining, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of long nights, you know, and long days. Hard work. There's no, there's no easy path. It, it's a dark journey to become, to reach a higher level, to reach more enlightenment requires going through the dark valleys and the long night of the soul and to face your justifications and see them for what they are. So be conscious in your coming days of what's going through your mind. I think it's also important to recognize that there's three major aspects to our being, our mental, our physical, and our spiritual. And these are all tied together in so many ways. What we think about, you know, can be affected by our body. You know, when your body's not doing well, if you're tired, for instance, let's say you're not getting enough sleep. Let's say that's one of your bad habits, staying up too late watching YouTube. <laughs> Hopefully you're up late watching the End Evil podcast or Mark Passio videos or something, but um, something that feeds your soul. But let's just say that's your bad habit, that you've been staying up late, you know, watching shows. How's that going to affect your physical body? You know, day by day, there's going to be a cumulative buildup as you get more and more tired. And is that going to affect your mental state? Of course it is. It's going to be harder to think about things. You're going to be a little slower, quicker to get frustrated. And is that going to affect you on a spiritual plane? Yes, because now you're feeling depressed. Now you're feeling upset with yourself for not reaching your goals, for maybe um, getting too angry about something. Maybe you said something to someone you shouldn't have. This is because you didn't take care of your physical body, you didn't feed your mental body, and you didn't take care of your spirit. They're all three tied together. So what I recommend is to begin as we set our goals coming in the coming weeks, in the coming months, let's set goals that feed our mental self and our physical self and our spiritual self. So as we begin working each day, we want to find some ways to do some exercise, do some yoga, do some stretching. Spend some time thinking. You know, look into, learn something new. There's nothing more healing and good for the mind to learn something new. Look into a new subject, download a new podcast, get a new book. Look up some new information. Find some nagging question in your mind and work out the answer, however difficult it is. Like we said before, there are answers to every question. Your spirit needs to be nurtured. I recommend meditation. Some people do really well with journaling. Make your own little videos. There are many ways to address your spirit. And your spirit is really, you know, it's in our society, people minimize the importance of the spirit, the spiritual self. But this is the deepest part of ourself. This is what drives, our beliefs drive our thoughts, and our thoughts drive our actions. So, on a spiritual level, 
This is really what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the valley of the shadow. It's looking back at the history of your life. It's looking at the things you've done and the things you want to do and seeing if you're on that path. It's also looking at the world around you, looking at nature, listening to the connections. Often I find synchronicities between something someone says and something I read in a book and something you know, I see in nature, and I, I can find a connection between them, and I make a spiritual realization. But a lot of that is being conscious that you're working on advancing your spirit, and you want to become more illuminated. It's a scary journey. Many people are afraid of working on their spirit, and it's easier to just not believe they have one. But we can set examples. Those of us who are truth seekers, those of us who love freedom, those of us that are Understanding natural law, we can help other people experience the importance of their spirit and what we do. And in many ways, the reason I like to use the tree of life as a symbol for the an evil podcast is because it symbolizes the fact that we're all connected. All of life is connected. And this is, to me, an easy way to see our connection to the spiritual world. Truth. You have to search for truth relentlessly. We cannot give up on this path towards truth. Many people will ask, is there even a such thing as truth? And that's how lost our world is, that people are are confused about the basic understanding of whether there even is truth or not. That's how bad things are. So what we can do is to set a good example in the way of truth, and to be, um, I find it important to say when something I know is true and when something I'm not sure is true, and that when somebody brings up a subject that I'm not sure about, to um, listen what they have to say, even if I disagree with them, and to compare it in my mind with other things I've thought, and then to do research if I find a discrepancy. This takes time. This takes energy. This takes willpower. It's easier just to give up and to say there is no truth. And that's what most of our society, that's where most of our people are at. And it's our job to help them out and help them understand the truth is solid as a rock. And it can be discovered. And it is out there. So working on truth discovery and that using the trivium process is a great way to do that. Gather the information. You know, churn the information around, look at it from different angles, draw some sort of conclusion and communicate that that conclusion to others through the form of rhetoric. So what is the making of a hero? What does it take? What are the qualities that you seek? I would say one of the most important qualities that I've been working on and that I recommend you to work on is to engage your willpower. We can find little ways to do this in our day-to-day life, in the things we do, and the choices we make. One thing that I started quite a bit, quite a long time ago, was starting by starting my day with a breathing meditation. Um, recently, I've put a new challenge to myself. This is working on my physical self, but often, like I pointed out, the physical and the mental and the spiritual are all connected in so many ways. And so, when you make a mental decision to do something, that's going to aid your body physically, it's also a spiritual journey. 
because it takes getting past the obstacles that, that are holding you back. So some of these things we do in our day-to-day life, engaging our willpower, are symbolic. Okay? So one little thing I've been doing recently is because I've been studying the work of Wim Hof, who I, the Iceman, who I see as a, a hero, is um, working on um, building up my tolerance for cold water. And here for you, I'll show a little video. This is um, a rainy morning. It looks pretty bright out, but it was, you know, it was 50 degrees in the pool there. And here I'm doing some quick breathing. I'm playing this fast. You can see it's raining out. And, um, you know, it was 7 in the morning, and I've been making myself do that on days when I don't work, try to toughen myself up. And it's just one little thing. For you, it might be something else. It might be going for a jog. It might be calling somebody you haven't talked to for a really t- long time. It, it might be um, bringing up a difficult subject. It might be doing your first video online and sharing it in front of people, even though you're not sure if it's good enough. You know, um, Obviously, I'm no Wim Hof. It wasn't an f- ice-frozen lake. It was just a 50-degree pool. But for me, it was a challenge, and it took willpower to get past you know, the fear of being cold. And so... Every day we can do little symbolic gestures like that. Um, Another one I recommend is doing some sort of thankful meditation in the morning, some sort of prayer. You know, get your feet. I like to put my bare feet on the ground in the morning and say thank you to nature, thank you to the universe, thank you to God for letting me exist and for being here. So... Here's some of the, I made a list of some of the qualities of um, a human being that we all seek. Emotional stability, a sense of purpose, to be clear-minded, to be thankful, to be caring, to be strong, to be patient, creativity, abundant energy, calmness, to have friends and family. Is this something that's taught in school? Is this something that politicians are working towards teaching us? These are things that we can only discover our own. These are things that authority don't want us to have. But these are things that we can all work on. And if we work on them together, we can do it even stronger. We can encourage one another. When you see somebody else doing something amazing, for instance, when I discovered Mark Passio sharing his work online for free, over and over for many years. And then when I discover Wim Hof sharing his breathing practice with the world and showing what can be done with our body, I see that there are other people doing heroic things and it inspired me to do um, what I'm trying to do now is to speak out, to make this show. Even though often it's difficult and I'm not sure what I'm going to do next, I've been working through those obstacles. And that's why, is because I want to inspire you to do the same thing. So where are you going in your life? Are you going to find your true purpose? Are you going to embark on the hero's journey? One way to find out your true purpose and to understand where you should be going is to look at the shadow of your life, to look where you came from. Think back about the events in your life and the things that have shaped who you are. These are all hints and clues into what you need to learn. The universe will keep putting in your face The same lessons, if you don't ever face those lessons, it'll just keep dragging you through them over and over. And that's also what happens to humanity in the big picture. 
until we learn the importance of freedom and respecting one another's um, own property, we're going to keep facing this problem of slavery. So until you in your own life face the issues and problems that keep coming up in your life, you're not going to find your true purpose. But if you are willing to look at the dark parts of yourself and the mistakes and problems you've made and think about them, think about where they're leading you, then that will give you the hints you need to find your purpose. Meditate on what it is you're supposed to be doing with your time and you will find an answer. It takes conscious effort and willpower. As Lao Tzu said, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So what step are you going to take tonight or tomorrow or the next day? It doesn't have to be a huge step. It just has to start somewhere. Maybe that's writing something down. Maybe that's going for a little walk and giving some things some thought. Maybe that's turning off the TV and opening up an educational book. Whatever step you can take, take it. Now I wanted to share with you for inspiration, a movie called Touching the Void. Anyone else? Um, anything else? Here's some, and we just wanted to there's some the clips world. from it, it but it I'm running a little short on time, so I'm just going to fast forward it through. Maybe I'll play you these wrong. clips at a future week. But basically, the story goes these two climbers climbed to the top. They um, did a, um, alpine climbing where you climb to the top of the mountain and back, you know, in a short amount of time, a day or two. No camping, no bringing extra equipment. They just brought minimal supplies. And this was a mountain that had never really been climbed. Um, extremely difficult. But they were, even though they were very experienced um, and they did a great job, they did make it to the top of the mountain. But what happened was the lead climber broke his leg right at the top of the mountain. And so as you see here, what they did was tied each other together. And he started lowering the climber with the broken leg down the mountain. Now, this situation in um, in the world of climbing basically means death if you break your leg in that situation. But as you see the guy telling the story here, he did live. What happened was, as he lowered his friend down the mountain, his friend became hanging off of a cliff, and he was being pulled off the mountain too, and they were both about to fall off the mountain into nothingness. And the one climber cut the rope. And... There it goes. His friend falls down into a crevasse. I lost that little picture, but nevertheless, the one climber falls down into a crevasse and um, spends the next day or two just hobbling his way down this mountain with his broken leg and dehydrated, can't find water. But through force of willpower and will, he he just keeps going. He just never gives up. He fights his way. Every time he falls down, he just gets back up until he's like going completely insane. Um, luckily, finally, he finds some water in the end. By some miracle, his friend um, stays at base camp for three days instead of leaving, like you know what would be expected. And there, you know, his um, dehydrated, beat-up friend shows up. Um, you know, like an impossible situation and survives, you know, what should have been death. So it's an amazing story. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend seeing Touching the Void. It's an inspiring story. A story like that helps us to learn to never give up, even when the going gets tough, to keep trying.
once you got so this is um a little clip from a video I have on YouTube which is called taking the initiative to the ocean um and You've reached it your shows goal. me again There's jumping no more time in the cold for hesitation. water but you know the idea here of jumping in the ocean is much like the in. idea of the matrix or you know neo waking up or the wolverine breaking out of his cell is that we as individuals have to keep waking ourselves up we have to keep jumping through the barriers and pushing through the cold water to find you know enlightenment on the other side to find what it is we need to do to help others and to help ourselves become free you are the key if you look in the magic glass you will find all the solutions your own mirror will show the way believe in yourself believe that there is an end to evil and that we can be part of that process this is an opportunity for us to become heroes in this world and I challenge you to join me if you look up my website chrisjansen.com I'll put the link with this show um, I'm working on building a program to help others do this and I'm working on trying to help myself to find my inner hero we're all enslaved nobody's going to free us but ourselves this is going to take willpower and initiative we must advance mentally, physically and spiritually freedom and truth seekers arise join me in an intensive course to change your life Start making a difference in the world. You can be the change. You can help to end slavery. Join me and other One Great Work Warriors. You can sign up on this email list and um, work with me on trying to engage our willpower and to make a difference in our lives and in the world. Thanks so much for coming to my podcast. I appreciate it. I'll be back next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. My website is endevil.life. If you check out endevil.life, you'll see I have a donate to endevil tab. I could use some help. Even if you send me $1, that will help a lot. Right now I'm in need of a new microphone, and I would really appreciate some help with that. Another way to help the podcast is to get an endevil shirt. And that's also on the Donate and Evil tab. And that shirt will also give you a way to make a difference as you walk out in public and show people that you're a warrior of truth, One, that you're working two, to end three. evil. One, two, three, four.